you are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. Hi, I'm Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist, and I've done research over 10 years, and I've found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication-taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I've found, as well as all the information that's out there that, that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and we'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. Let me tell you what everybody ought to know about hypertension. Everybody ought to know their 10-year cardiovascular disease risk score. Your 10-year cardiovascular disease risk score gives you an estimate of your chances of having a heart attack or stroke within the next 10 years. It is easy to calculate your 10-year cardiovascular disease risk score using an app from the App Store. Or you can go to www.cvriskcalculator.com. This risk score has been around since the 1960s, and it has recently been revised in order to provide a risk calculation for the general population. A score of less than 10% is really ideal. You want a score of less than 10%. But if your score is 7.5, which is less than 10%, you can get it even lower than that by targeting your cardiovascular risk factors. A score of 10% or more would indicate that you are at high risk for a heart attack or stroke within the next 10 years. But don't get discouraged if your score is 10% or more because there are things that you can do in order to get that score down significantly. Just remember, people with the highest risk benefit the most from knowing their 10-year cardiovascular risk score. So you can target key cardiovascular risk factors. Let me give you an example of how this would help you. So, for example, your blood pressure is uncontrolled for the second time in your doctor's office, okay? Your doctor took several readings and even by the third reading, your blood pressure is still in the 140s over 90. Let's just say it was 145 over 90 millimeters of mercury. All right. And let's just say your doctor put in all your information into this cardiovascular risk score calculator and got 6.5%. This would indicate that you are at low risk for cardiovascular disease within the next 10 years, rather cardiovascular event within the next 10 years. So that being said, since you are at a low risk for a cardiovascular event within the next 10 years, your doctor may be comfortable and you may be comfortable. 
your doctor and you may be comfortable with just trying the lifestyle modification to get your blood pressure down. And a follow-up every three months until your blood pressure gets to go. So let's say the scenario is the same. For example, let's say your blood pressure was elevated for the second time, well, for the second visit in your doctor's office, and it's the same. It's 145 over 90, but it's not severe. And your cardiovascular risk score is 14. Well, in that case, your doctor now feels that you're at high risk for a cardiovascular event within the next 10 years. So your doctor don't feel comfortable letting you out that office until you get a prescription for a diuretic. So you see the difference? The difference is that risk of having a cardiovascular event is high versus the risk of having a cardiovascular event being low. So your doctor will do some different things or be more aggressive if your risk is high than if your risk was low. So knowing that, you can make informed decisions about what you are willing to do about your blood pressure or what you are willing to do about your cholesterol. Now, if your cholesterol is elevated and your cardiovascular risk score is high, you might just want to get that statin. But if your cardiovascular risk is low, let's say it's 6.5%, then you may feel like you can go ahead and try to get your blood cholesterol down using your diet. And you have time because you are not at high risk for having a heart attack or stroke within the next 10 years. So that makes a whole lot of difference. Let's say you're 50 years old and you go to your doctor's office and according to the guidelines, an aspirin is required or recommended for anybody 50 years or older. And you have high blood pressure, okay? So, but if your cardiovascular risk assessment based on this 10-year cardiovascular disease risk score is 2.5, or let's just go with the 6.5, you're at low risk for cardiovascular events. So your doctor may not prescribe that aspirin for you because you probably don't need it. It probably would be a waste of time to get an aspirin because you are at low risk. So that's how that cardiovascular risk score assessment can help you make a decision about do you need a statin or not? Do you need aspirin or not? Or do you need blood pressure medicine or not? Now, don't get me wrong. If you are already, if you are already diagnosed with hypertension and you are on blood pressure medicine, take your medication as prescribed. Okay, now, if your blood pressure is well controlled and it becomes too well controlled, then you want to make sure you bring those numbers to your doctor and you and your doctor can discuss how to titrate your medications in order to get the best blood pressure 
for that you can get. Okay. Now, let's say you're having symptoms on your blood pressure medication. You can then talk with your doctor in order to get your blood pressure medication adjusted as needed. So you don't want to do anything without your doctor's consent. But also, you don't want your doctor to do anything without your consent. I hope that makes sense. So now you know what everybody ought to know about hypertension. And that is, everybody ought to know their cardiovascular disease risk score. Stay tuned to the next hypertension resistant to treatment when I will talk about home blood pressure monitoring target goal and a office blood pressure monitoring target goal and why are they different. Thanks for listening.